For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. We are back in our second half of our interview today. We're going to talk about autoimmune disorders and thyroid-related eye diseases with one of the nation's preeminent experts, Dr. Raymond Douglas. Dr. Raymond Douglas is based in Beverly Hills. He's a board-certified oculoplastic surgeon. He previously served as the director of the Thyroid Eye Disease Center at University of Michigan Kellogg Eye Center, and his expertise in treating thyroid-associated eye diseases in cosmetic and reconstructive surgeries has made him highly respected in his field. Welcome, Dr. Douglas. Welcome, Raymond. Uh, thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Uh, all right. Tell us about, first of all, let's start. What is autoimmune disease? And yes, it is, there is more of a prevalence than we've had before, but what is it? Yeah, so autoimmune disease really has to be focused first upon what is the immune system and what does it do? And our immune system circulates uh, in the blood and, and even in our, in our gut and other places to find infections and eliminate them. And then autoimmunity is when that immune system, which is so vital that you would have to live in a bubble without it, it turns on to the body itself and begins to recognize uh, the liver or your joints or your blood vessels. And it begins to recognize some of the proteins on those surfaces and attack those instead of just infections and other things that can cause harm. And that's why it's almost like a, a self-destructive process from the inside out where your body's natural defenses are beginning to attack individual components of each of your body parts. Do we know the cause of this? Well, the causes are quite varied. In general, the conceptual cause is what I've said is that, you know, one of these arms of the immune system goes a little haywire. But the exact mechanisms vary depending upon the autoimmune disease that we're talking about. And they're all a little different. Uh, and they each are a problem with a different part of the immune system. It's kind of like taking your car into the, to the shop and saying it's broken. Well, it could be that you blew a tire or that you lost half your engine down the street. It, it mm. really is, is quite different for each disease. Okay. So how do we know, what kinds of testing is there for autoimmune? Yeah. So that's the, the good part is that there's been a dramatic improvement in the testing uh, and which has also led to, you know, potentially improved treatments. So the testing is, is based upon having a first a good conversation with your physician and probably that's the most important place to start is being heard. 
and being uh, able to convey what's going wrong with your physician. Because then that allows your physician to really focus upon the specific tests that will guide as far as the diagnosis of which autoimmune disease. For example, there are very there are many tests that kind of you know measure your overall inflammatory profile. This can even be called what's called a sedimentation rate, but it really doesn't tell you what autoimmune disease or really doesn't guide treatment. So, for example, but if someone has rheumatoid arthritis and they have joint problems and your physician begins to think about and recognize the, the inflammation and some of the fatigue and some of the things that are going on with the joints, there are targeted antibody tests that can mm. be done that really do pinpoint uh, this disease and can help monitor how that disease is treated over time. Okay. And the National Institute of Health considers more than 90 diseases as autoimmune disorders. They include rheumatoid arthritis, as you said, type 1 diabetes, lupus, Hashimoto's thyroid disease, multiple sclerosis, inflammatory bowel, which includes Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, celiac disease, and asthma. And that's, that's a lot. And that covers a lot of people. It sure does, and and probably even in our modern society, autoimmune diseases have become more prevalent, um, especially and in due to the allergy component, which is not truly autoimmune, but it is an aberration of the um, immune system. And so these have become a bit more prominent over time, and there are various theories about why that has occurred, um, but, but they certainly seem to be increasing in prevalence um, in, our, in modern society. One of them that you might want to talk about is Graves' disease, which affects the hot thyroid gland. Talk about that and what it is. Yeah, so autoimmune disease autoimmune thyroid disease in general is by far the most common autoimmune disease that we, that we know. If you add up all the patients with some form of autoimmune thyroid disease, whether that be Hashimoto's disease or a background inflammation due to the thyroid and they take Synthroid or of Graves' disease, it outnumbers all the other autoimmune diseases combined. So there's something very unique and central about the thyroid and its control. It controls your metabolism and how fatigued you are and whether you're sweating all the time or cold all the time. So the thyroid is very, very central to our health and wellness. And the thyroid, by being very central, seems to be under particular susceptibility to attack. And in both Graves' and Hashimoto's disease, two of which are the most common autoimmune thyroid diseases, the immune system attacks this organ, you know, housed in your neck. It's very small, about an inch, inch, large, you know, inch in height. But it attacks this organ and causes um, potentially the thyroid to go very, very high, such as in Graves' disease, and become hyperthyroid. Mm-hmm. And it does this by forming autoantibodies, the same type of autoantibodies that might be generated from a vaccine but they'll be generated to a receptor and they'll either drive this gland to overproduce tons of hormone or they could destroy the gland as often happens in Hashimoto's and, and this gland gets destroyed and you're left without functioning thyroid hormone. So this, this, these diseases are very central to the thyroid. Can, can Graves' disease or well, can any of these diseases be fatal? 
They can, certainly if unrecognized or undertreated or mistreated, they can be. Um, and certainly in, in children um, and in pregnant mothers, uh, it's very important to recognize these diseases. So for a couple examples, um, if you have Graves' disease and you have a constant hyperthyroid, you're always on the go, you feel sweating all the time, and you, these, your immune system is driving your thyroid to produce too much hormone, it can lead to palpitations, an enlargement of your heart, and undue stress. A lot of people have cardiovascular issues, and, and death can result you know, from these secondary things. In pregnant mothers, it's incredibly important to recognize any potential autoimmune thyroid disease because these antibodies can cross the placenta and they've been linked to um, miscarriages in addition to um, difficulties with the fetus and even death in those circumstances. So mm-hmm. it, it, these diseases can lead to death by driving the thyroid uh, too much or in some cases too little where there's just um, not enough uh, you know, hormone to actually support function. Now, I know you work with surgery. That's what you do. But are there other treatments besides surgical treatments? And tell us about those treatments, all of the yeah. surgery treatments as well. Yeah, so I deal with um, what's called thyroid eye disease predominantly. I take care of a lot of patients with autoimmune disease, but then I also reconstruct someone after they've had the immune system attack all their tissue around the eyes and cause their eyes to bulge, and this can often lead to blindness. Mm. And these mm. patients are severely hampered. Mm. But treatments for autoimmune diseases in general have been targeted towards stopping the immune system. We recently have, have um, put together a 20-site trial in autoimmune thyroid disease and Graves' disease looking to block one of the receptors that the immune system goes to target. So instead of the immune system being able to target a receptor and drive the thyroid and drive the immune system, this drug blocks that receptor. It doesn't destroy part of the immune system, but this blocks the recognition. And there are many drugs, such as the drugs used for rheumatoid arthritis, that block the signals of how cells communicate with each other called cytokines. And that's the basis for a lot of those drugs, which have been very successful in treating other autoimmune diseases, you know, including rheumatoid arthritis, as I mentioned. All right. Now, if people um, are listening to this and then want to contact you, you're based in Beverly Hills. So you, do you work with people? They would have to come and see you, correct? I do a lot of Skype uh, consults for patients. So okay. most of my patients travel. Um, I have a, an office also in Shanghai, and so a lot of our work has been done nationally and internationally. And so we have a system where we've been able to develop and evaluate people and give them consultations online. And then we work with their local physicians, um, but helping them find information. Often finding information is the hardest thing for people and getting that start of distilling down the overwhelming amount of information that you see on the Internet. Yeah, and so again, if people want to contact you, then they would go to RaymondDouglasMD.com. Yes, that would be the easiest website, and we'll make sure to to get back at them and and direct them for any of their needs. Okay. 
All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. Raymond Douglas more about his work. He's based in Beverly Hills. He's a board-certified oculoplastic surgeon, previously served as the director of the Thyroid Eye Disease Center at the University of Michigan Kellogg Eye Center, and his expertise is in treating thyroid-associated eye diseases and cosmetic and reconstructive surgeries, and that has made him very uh, highly respected and sought after, and he's one of the nation's preeminent experts on autoimmune disorders and associated thyroid-related eye disease. Again, you can log on to RaymondDouglasMD.com. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Museums are great places to work and wonderful places to visit. But are they essential? How can we improve our museum practice so that museums remain vital and essential players in society? Listen for Museum Life with host Carol Bossert, where each week we'll discuss timely and topical issues of concern to the museum community. Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back you are listening to the patricia raskin show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice and in this half hour, we are talking about autoimmune disease and also uh, associated thyroid-related eye diseases with our expert on the phone, Dr. Raymond Douglas, who is based in Beverly Hills. He's a board-certified oculoplastic surgeon. 
He's previously served as the director of the Thyroid Eye Disease Center at the University of Michigan Kellogg Eye Center and his expertise in treating thyroid-associated eye diseases as well as cosmetic and reconstructive surgeries has made him highly respected and sought after. You can log on to RaymondDouglasMD.com and you can set up a Skype consultation with him as well. Uh, Welcome back, Dr. Douglas. Welcome back, Raymond. Uh, thank you. Very okay. Much. All right. Let's talk about um, talk about some alternative therapies for people who you know may not want to do surgery or surgery. There there are other options besides surgery. Okay. So for many patients who have uh, autoimmune you know, thyroid disease, they are faced with a variety of of potential options of dealing with their thyroid and to dealing with their um, problems that they may have. And we can start with thyroid and then expand into other diseases also. Uh, One of the things that's been most clear in coming in the last five years has been the association of the immune system and the nervous system and the immune system and our gut, so to speak, of of the immune system that's in our intestines. So what we eat, tremendously influences that immune system. In fact, there are more cells of the immune system in our intestine and and processing and and identifying our food than throughout the rest of our body. And so the preponderance of many of the diseases that have seemed to increase in prevalence may actually be related in much of uh, the food intake and and how that's been at least associated uh, in, in recent times. One issue that people can think about if they have autoimmune issues is to trying to eliminate certain aspects of food from their diet. And this includes pro-inflammatory foods such as glutens. Uh, Even meat has been highly associated with red meat with uh, the association with autoimmune disease. This appears to actually probably provoke the immune system a bit more and gradually eliminating or trying to eliminate these can be very beneficial. So, excuse me. So, would that mean no, uh, no meat, no chicken, or not necessarily? Not necessarily. It it depends upon each person. So, each person seems to be a little bit more uh, dependent upon one particular thing than another. For example, some people are very intolerant to glutens, and eliminating those from their diet has a tendency to dramatically improve their immune system and their immune mm-hmm. function. There have been several studies that have shown that a meat, a largely animal protein-free diet also seems to do things that are very similar, Uh, and this has been shown in in previous studies. Some of these are controversial, I think, mostly because different populations do respond differently to the elimination of these in their diet, but people have experimented individually and found them to be quite helpful without causing any harm uh, by eliminating these from the diet. And so I think that a reasonable first step as an alternative is to think about how to incorporate, um, you know, so-called healthier foods, but eliminating some of the pro-inflammatory foods such as gluten, meat from the diet and see how that influences their autoimmune disease. And many patients have found this to be quite, quite successful. Interesting. So it's kind of a trial and error, isn't it? 
It is, because some patients eliminating gluten has very little effect upon their autoimmune disease, whereas eliminating meat seems to have enormous effect, um, and mm-hmm. vice versa is very true. So it's com- it is a bit of a little bit of a trial and error in working with your physician and seeing um, and their blood tests to actually measure the amount of your you know, so-called inflammation level that's going on uh, to determine how effective these individual treatments may be for you. But each individual seems to respond a bit differently, but in general, eliminating these from the diet can be very, very useful. Anything else that you would like? What? How does exercise play into this? Yeah, so there have been some really wonderful studies looking at both exercise and meditation um, for and how they influence the immune system and autoimmunity. Exercise has been shown quite clearly that uh, to improve the immune system function and diminish the number of flares that patients with autoimmunity can have. So has meditation, and so I really recommend both of those for my patients um, because it diminishes the amount of neural stimulation to the immune system. Most people don't understand that we actually have nerves that go to our spleen and to our adrenals and, and many places where there, our immune system kind of is, is concentrated. And that rush of adrenaline or that excitement or that input causes our immune system to be on alert because that's what we needed when we were, uh, you know, running or being chased, you know, by uh, some animal. But now mm-hmm. that actually, you know, causes a bit more of a problem and that with that constant stress and neural input. And so relieve, alleviating those with exercise, meditation, has been shown to dramatically relieve and improve um, one's function. Yeah, which is wonderful. All right, we have a couple minutes left. So just share with us, just give us a broad brush about some novel treatments that you have done for patients with MS or rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that some of the, and you know, the most exciting the, um, things that are coming on board with MS and with rheumatoid arthritis, they're very different diseases, but they all come back to the central tenets of the immune system. And this is not our work, but it's been published in a variety of of really wonderful journals where there has been tremendous progress now of subtly altering the immune system. So what seems to happen is that our immune system has uh, certain cells that, you know, cause, act as generals to attack uh, one, um, you know, certain body parts or other organisms, and then others that calm down the immune system. And instead of using massive amounts of chemotherapy or steroids, the next generation of drugs and that are already being implemented, very, very, uh, very concentrated, but very precisely influence the immune response and cause a dampening. And this has led to a dramatic improvement uh, in um, NMS, where some of the cytokines and some of the interference with those cytokines or those agents that where cells talk to each other have been interfered and are leading to a dramatic improvements of that autoimmunity. Again, we don't understand why that why the autoimmune process starts, which is probably the most frustrating thing, but we have been able to understand at least of of how to diminish some of the effectors. And so the, in MS and rheumatoid arthritis in particular with the anti-cytokine drugs, um, those have been the most promising and the most rewarding. Okay. Tell people how they can find you again. So, 
Yeah, so uh, our website is RaymondDouglasMD.com, and we can respond via the website and can offer more personalized consultations to people if they have additional questions or certainly pointing them in the right direction to find out additional information, which is often the most beneficial and alleviates a lot of the stress that goes along with many of these diseases is the lack of education. Right. And so, again, one of the things that you do is the consultations by phone, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that is so important for most of our patients at a distance. All right. Thank you again so much. Just want to let folks know we've been interviewing today Dr. Raymond Douglas, based in Beverly Hills, board-certified oculoplastic surgeon, and he works with autoimmune diseases and thyroid eye disease. And again, you can log on to RaymondDouglasMD.com. Thanks so much for being on the program. Um, Stand the line for a minute. All right, stand the line for a minute. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.